Okay, kids, let's go. There has been an awakening. Have you felt it? Hello, what have we here? Thanks, C3 penis face and R2 dickhead. Hello there. Looking? Found someone you have, I would say. <laughs> May the force be with us. Fucking A. Good evening, Galaxy Rogue Squadron Podcast. Thank you guys for tuning in. I am Opar. I am Commander Cody. Welcome. And that's all that matters. <laughs> that's all well, I have we to say are the only that. two people here, so I would say that is fairly accurate. Mike Mann is the I'm the Columbus guy. We got a new uh, subscriber. <laughs> I'm the Columbus guy. <laughs> we got a lot of Columbus mans, so, uh, so beam off. Be more specific. constructive with your feedback. <laughs> with your fucking chat room feedback, please. Awesome. Thanks well, everybody welcome, for tuning in, Mr. Mann with yeah. two ends. That's Ooh. how serious he is. Ooh. Yeah, we got the chat room filled with a bunch of danguses tonight. It's awesome. Thanks, everybody, for, <laughs> for tuning in. Let's hope that we don't have the tragic technical failures that we had last week. That was stressing me out for a little bit. It just doesn't make sense. You, sh- you figured the, the technical difficulties would happen over the uh, in the webs across the fucking universe. But when I'm sitting next to you. <sighs> yeah, I can't. I literally can't explain it. I tore everything apart. There's only Check one explanation. Invasion. Invasion. <laughs> ah. Beautiful. So we want to welcome everybody to uh, the show, Rogue Squadron Podcast. This is where we drink beer. You yell at us, we yell back, we move on with life. <laughs> That's pretty much it. Then we post it. Um, we do have uh, a, a few good things. Mm-hmm. Happy Father's Day to all of our uh, listeners and patrons and members and everybody. The Jenga um, Fett. Yeah. It's awesome. I do want to mention, uh, did you see what, uh, I, I keep saying, uh, cause I'm, uh, thinking, uh, did, 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 did you, did you see what Mark Hamill tweeted? I did he, not. He said, happy father's day. And then he posted a picture of Darth Vader, of course. Is that it? Is that, is that all that happened? Yeah. I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's, it's so awesome that 40 <clears throat> years later, he can still be like, yeah, my dad, Darth Vader. Duh. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's a cool. lot of people like Harrison Ford, He's never doing any of that. He does not. He get, wouldn't I don't give even a think shit. He has an Instagram. He doesn't remember recording. He was so high during the original <laughs> movies. He doesn't remember any of it. That's why everybody, when they ask him about it, he's like, "Dude, listen, I was in something. I don't know. I don't know. Indiana- they paid me. I, I I did Star Wars and Indianapolis Jones like <laughs> right in a row. <laughs> it's like." When as soon as that movie came out, he tried to get George Lucas to kill his character off, and he's been trying that for forty years, and it finally happened. That's how yeah. much he cares about Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, excellent. So yeah, uh, another <laughs> shout out. Uh, happy Father's Day to everybody. Um, to everybody, <laughs> <laughs> everyone across everybody. the board. Mainly everybody. Darth Vader, Jango Fett, Han Solo. You know the usuals. Yep, and the nobody that is Ray's father. They're nobody. No, fuck not. No, she's that's a terrible father. Happy Father's Day. <laughs> yeah, we're part of it. Um, so we're gonna get into this beer review. We do have some E3 news. Oh yeah. Uh, what else? I do have a point to make, and you guys kind of brushed it off on the Patreon call, but I think there's a lot more discussion to be had uh, about Ray and her 
the part she plays in the Star Wars universe being different than other Disney stuff. Okay. Other Disney lead females. And yeah. you know, uh, I've already mentioned it, but yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see. I like to talk um, about that. You know, obviously we, we mentioned video game stuff. E3 happened last week or this, this past week. How do I say that? It's the end of the week that it happened in. So what does that mean? You I don't lost know. I don't me know when you open your mouth. That's <laughs> <laughs> usually how it goes. E3, we got to talk about that. And then uh, I did hit up Comic-Con in Columbus last week. We didn't nice. talk about it on last episode, so I can run through that. I got a lot of cool prints that I'm going to hang up on the wall. So We, we can talk about that. how your shirt is straining on my eyes, and I'm about Ooh. to sue the podcast because my eyeballs hurt. A lot of action. Is that better? 60 frames per second. Does that work? <laughs> this is actually, I haven't worn it on the show yet. I love this shirt. Actually, as I'm looking into the camera, it is kind of, is it tripping you out? Oh, yeah. There's a lot of stuff going <laughs> on. A lot there. of stuff happening on this one. Yeah. I like it. Though. Uh, welcome, Nicole Serrano. She says, drinking beer, comma, building a duck coop and listening to Rogue Squadron. Good shit. What is a duck coop? You know, I just assume all of our listeners are jackasses. So I think you're right. For the first time, assuming something paid off. I 100% guarantee she doesn't <laughs> own a duck or raise ducks. She's just building a duck coop for the fuck of it. Oh, okay. So it's like a chicken coop, but for ducks. A water chicken. But how do you raise a duck? Don't they like What's attack you? a water you? chicken? Like a penguin? A duck, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> a duck. <laughs> oh, that's some madness, dude. Awesome. So welcome, everybody. Uh, we are live on Instagram. We're, we're rolling the dice there. We're, we're switching things up. We're flipping the pages, and we're also toppling the downs. Uh, so we're extra happy to be live with everybody. Um, Thank you for let's not get saying that phrase. Review. Yes. Good day, Galaxy. All of you rugrats out there listening to the Rogue Squadron podcast. If you guys are a huge fan and enjoy the show, Commander and I would uh, enjoy if you went over to Patreon.com. You can click on some shit. Uh, no, we appreciate uh, all of our followers. And if you guys are big fans of the show and want to help support the show, you guys can definitely head on over to Patreon.com. Search Rogue Squadron Podcast or Rogue Squad Pod and you can find us. We would definitely appreciate. Uh, we, we do have different tiers. If you're poor and eating ramen noodles, don't subscribe. Don't do that shit. <laughs> I got I got fifty cents I can send you. I'll, I'll buy you a double cheeseburger. Just chill out. But if uh, yeah, if you, if you've got the means and and really enjoy the show, definitely head on over there. Any any little bit helps. Uh, we do have one tier that's uh, buy us one beer a, a month. So that'd be five bucks a month. That's a that's a base awesome uh, starting point. We appreciate that. If you want to uh, help us push this show forward and do more and more uh, content and recordings uh, as we are pushing forward into our fourth year. So uh, it's been awesome and we, we would appreciate all of the support. And we actually, yeah, we had some more tiers and everything. So there's more options than just the bias a beer thing. So um, main one that people are kind of geeked about right now is 10 bucks or more. Uh, we're going to do a giveaway every month. Something free. Yes. So this is the first thing that's going to be happening right now is the Lando pop. And a few other things, you know, stickers and maybe a few buttons or pins or something cool. And we do have an absolutely crazy group chat going on for all the patrons and ourselves and a few of our past guests, Tommy Boy and Butter Clone are up in there sharing randomness. So that's one of the main things that everybody seems to like. We're, we're chatting with each other about Star Wars pretty much 24-7. That thing is, you know, 
it's my phone is blowing up pretty much nonstop with that. Well, and especially with uh, all the the Disney announcements, the new movies, the new directors, the uh, Han Solo film coming out, the new games and stuff. You know, we're, we're chatting back and forth about it. We, be, we like to discuss it right when this stuff happens, when, when stuff drops. So if you want to be a part of that, Patreon, become a member, and you get you get access to that as well as every week we do a Patreon call with all of our patron members. So we basically do the the, the message chat video form. We get on there and yell <laughs> at each other live. Uh, it gets pretty belligerent, but it's uh, definitely a lot of fun. A lot, I, I, the best thing is we get to hear different point of views from everybody because everybody loves seven except for everybody hates seven and then we go back and forth and yell at each other about it and it's good fun we do it once a week uh so if you want to be a part of that patreon call and or the message board and or just to enjoy the show head on over patreon.com and search rogue squadron podcast and find us and help us help help Make me it happen help me listener you're my only hope years ago you saw my father in clone wars <laughs> he was an ultimate warrior and it, he was an okay guy Let's get into the beer review. I got my drinking bell. Ooh. Ooh. That's good. We got a guest the Star Wars scene too. We keep forgetting about that. I know I keep let's, saying let's, that I'm going to remember. Open a beer. I know. Yeah, I know. I'm just reminding us. So you've got something different that I've never seen. So you start. Okay. I will. <laughs> Platform from Cleveland. Awesome shit. But as everybody knows, we have had the famous condom beer on the podcast. So this, I believe, is from the same series. Listen, when you reference something that no one's ever heard and you say, oh, the condom beer that everybody knows about, we sound like pieces of trash. If they've listened to the show, they know what's going on. (laughs) I know, but we had a beer that tasted like condom smell. And if they was bad. (laughs) It tasted like condom smell. That's a good way to put it. If you don't know what I'm talking about, you have 147 episodes to listen to. In the meantime, this is from that same series. So Platform will do... um, it's called their Kettle Sour Series. I think they do one every month. And I don't know if it's the same 12 every year or if they do 12 different ones every year, but it's from the same thing. This is the Orange Blossom. It's a goes. Or a goza? A goes. Whatever. Goes. So it says tart, salty, and aromatic. Salty thing has me a little worried, but I figured I've been having IPAs like every fucking week, so it's time to change it up. Shuffle the cards. Yep. And that's Scratch it. the pony. Yep, Scratch I got you. the pony. Coop the ducks. So I actually am... Don't. Please Trying don't. really hard over here. Uh, <laughs> so I am going old school. I saw this available and they they changed the, the uh, logo and everything on it. The wrap on it. The, the artwork. So I thought maybe I'd, I'd give it a try again. We have already had it. But it's back. Ooh. With the victory, summer loving. Ooh. So oh. I saw they they kind of changed things up. Uh, I I saw it available, so I was like, I gotta grab it. Uh, I don't remember what we gave it. I think it was like a three originally, but I don't want it to affect my current rating. I want to see if it changes. So I remember, but I won't tell you. But yeah, that was one of our early on favorite craft beers. Okay, so. victories summer. See, this says just summer love. I thought the one we had was summer loving. No, you said Summer Lovin' because of the song. Summer Lovin'. Yeah, you just said that, even though that wasn't correct. Happened so fast. Summer Lovin'. (laughs) Quarter mile at a time. All right, so (laughs) I'm pouring out my Summer Lovin'. It's a Victory beer. Victory is local-ish to me, I think. Victory is so much. Yeah, Victory's 
not local, local, but it's uh, very enough. popular out here. Which is kind of weird because there's not too many victory beers that I truly But where is it love. from is the question. That's what I... Downington, PA, which is about half hour, 45 minutes from oh, here. Oh, that's local then. Yeah. Congratulations. So East, Eastern PA. So, uh, victory. Sniff test, it, it smells super uh, fresh. I wonder if I got a good fresh batch. Whew. Okay. Sniff test here smells like I would expect a sour to smell. This uh, looks... Exactly like a Miller Lite. You can see me through the beer. Yeah, that looked hilarious. <laughs> I love it. No, this is this is good. It doesn't smell like straight vinegar, like uh, <laughs> like some of the sours I've had. Just smell like they liquefied salt and vinegar chips and put it into a Whew. a beer. This yeah. uh, it tastes a little milder. Smells a little milder, I should say. Awesome. Are you ready? Yep. I'm going to uh, cheers it off there. Ooh. Cheers and beer. Hmm. See, okay. This this has that flavor that all ales have that I actually usually dislike. But they have blended it so well that hmm. it it's better. It's, it's weird because usually I don't, that's what holds me back on these ales. But this one, I actually, I actually enjoy it. That's so weird. Yeah. I need to know what type of uh, malt that is. It's like that one that's like a little too caramely. Is that what you're talking about? It is a bit caramely. Yeah. Yeah. That's the same kind of malt that I'm, it's, it's gotta be, it's gotta be the right way. It can easily go overboard and I would hate it. See, I'm trying to think it's 5.2%. So it's like an average beer. It almost has a bitterness that plays off the caramel that it, it starts caramely but it kind of smooths out into a little bit of bitterness so Ooh. it flows really well yeah I'm actually surprised um, this is good I'm usually not a fan of sours I was expecting to just have one to suffer through because I was sick of always picking beers that I loved but I picked another good one this is actually great it's balanced out with the malt character where it's not overpoweringly sour so so you're saying it's unlimited in its power. I also finished off my last Elysian Day Glow, which is delicious during uh, the Patreon call. Um, nice. I was drinking this uh, Stone Ripper. Who's? Oh, my God. Who's mixing it up with Zimas and Jolly Ranchers? You got to slow your roll. <laughs> what is happening? Of course, it's Deadpool, yo. You fucking psycho. Yeah, that's what patrons have to do to get through a sh an episode with us. <laughs> awesome, oh, awesome. man. No, this is good, dude. This is really good. Orange blossom, natural sea salt, orange peel. Huh. Oh, it See, has some it has some good pilsner grains in it. That's what gives it it gives it like a malt character on the on the um like the aftertaste. Like it's really sour up front, but then you let it sit and it just tastes like a straight like the like the photon, like it just straight malt in your face. It's good. Yeah, the, it's quite uh, balanced. The update on the what do you call this? The artwork, the wrap on on this beer reminds me of like Powerpuff Girls. It's like very like <laughs> it's colorful and round and shapely and fun, and it's shapely. also summer love. Summer love also. I don't know why it just makes me think of um, Sandlot. Like we're gonna just we're gonna have a summer love ale. And then we're going to go out to the sandlot 
Except they were all like 14. Well, what did we do when we were 14? It's not summer love. It's I don't remember like none of it. Coors Light summer. I do not recall. <laughs> so I'm also very delighted to tell everybody that it's finally fucking summer. Not, not actually, but I say that because the sun is out past 5 p.m. And I love it. Yes. <laughs> also, side effects of summer. Today was a humid mess. Felt like we were in the jungle. It was terrible. It was like oh, yeah. a million percent hot. humidity and it was 95. It was it was it was it was rough. It was so I got uh, one of my friends who is Jared Dangus. He's on uh, Instagram over here. And I got uh, if you guys are noticing live, I got a new Black Dahlia murder shirt here. Oh, yeah, you got to talk about the concert. Oh, I almost spilled my beer. I got so excited. <laughs> <You're that> excited. <laughs> <laughs> no, it truly. So we went out to uh, Philadelphia to a different venue. It was a little theater. Um, it was probably one of the best sounding arenas I have ever been to. It was one That's of good. those not really small, but it was like a medium, medium sized. But man, it was Whitechapel. Black Dahlia Murder, and then like three low, not local bands, but smaller bands. Um, and 99% of it was great. Like there was one band was like, ah, you're kind of fucking repetitive. But outside of that, it still <laughs> sounds great. Like it was one of the first concerts that I truly thought everybody just sounded great. Yeah, that's um, huge. Well, you were just talking about how you were at uh, Born of Osiris. You didn't say the Slayer did. show was bad, but was no, there one before this, that that was pretty terrible? It was a show before that, Born of Osiris. Um, I don't know. It's a, it's some it's a hit and a miss with that band because everybody else before them sounded good. So, well, that's good, man. It's very it's, pleasantly surprised with uh, those bands. I've good. seen Whitechapel earlier this year. They fucking killed it. Nice. It's those bands, especially Whitechapel, have really heavy breakdowns. Where I don't know. It's like you can hear the the cabinets breathing, and the way they breathe actually adds to the bass sound. So hmm. when you hit a big Oh, like it, it. That was the worst uh, description of it, but you That's can actually be that, our that, new that, podcast that, intro. It, it, the, instead of like the original hit being it, that what you feel, you can actually hear like the the. I don't even know what the after shock almost of the bass drop, and it's still shaking. Nice. It's it, oh my god! It was just really really cool. It was really heavy, really fun. Black Dahlia. I saw them thirteen years ago. It was yeah. a thirteen year jump so and they was still fucking on point yeah for real that's good yeah it was so good so that's good. good um yeah the reverberating the reverberation of the bass drops was astounding the it was reverb. hitting that brown note where if they went a little bit lower i would have just shit myself <laughs> so it was a uh, super fun super i was just really happy that it sounded good um, I got two uh, Black Dahlia shirts, and that's what I purchased. Nice, man. Yeah, BT Bam's coming up here uh, about a month. I'm excited. <laughs> I've been blasting Coma Ecliptic on loop. I like it a lot. I like it a lot more than I thought I did. Oh, yeah. Coma's great. Like, surprisingly a lot more than I th- thought I did. I don't want to say that it's creeping on Parallax, too, but <sighs> it's not. It's good, man. It's fucking good. It's just a different uh, different style. It's, exactly. got, it's got a different overall feel to it. 
which is exactly what they were going for. So it's perfect. No, it was, uh, yeah, I'm excited for that too. And just to hear part two of the, the new album. Yeah. Uh, it's coming out early June. Yeah. July, early July. Oh, man. So what, are you settling on a uh, a rating here? It's going to be a tough one because I'm usually not a fan of sours. So I feel like I don't have a good gauge on good versus bad sour beers. Like maybe the sour beers that I've had up until now are just terrible. And that's why I don't like them. But this is good. It's balanced well. And dude, the aftertaste is intense. Like the way that it just leaves. It's like there's no malt in the beer. But once you drink it, there's just malt in your mouth. Yeah. That's like the only way I can describe it. Chewing the mash. Yeah, exactly. Um, Dude, I want to... Mm. What's yours? Let me think. It sounds like you're struggling. Yeah, but you know what I'm struggling with? It's just so good. I don't know what to give it, man. <laughs> it's so good. It's just so good. I'll what, run through mine. What do you um, think? Yeah, let me let me let me sit on it for a second. See, now I I told myself I wasn't going to do this, but I think we gave this a 3 originally. Guaranteed, yeah. And maybe our expectations are just getting too high and or we've just had such good beers. That was also like I think we were like 8 to 10 episodes into the craft beer review as opposed to just drinking a shit ton of beer on the show. So mm-hmm. we were kind of early. So maybe we liked it more than we thought back then. We we our our uh, our palate hasn't hadn't adjusted, I should say. Yeah, but at the same time, this is a really fucking great beer. It's not wowing me, but this is definitely I'm I'm Dude, I'm kicking a stone. I I'm doing a 3. <laughs> <laughs> that means nothing and has never <laughs> meant anything and will never mean anything. <laughs> Yeah, I'm definitely I'm going to I'm going to say a 3 because of um it's not overpowering it and it makes the ale taste better. It's so weird and it's so I'm I'm so happy with this beer. Good. I'm going to leave this in front of no, I can't. I can't do it. Uh our patrons or our uh, live people over here are saying Keystone oh, is what nice. what what people People drank back in... I drank a lot of Keystone. Especially yeah. in college when I was poor. Before college, when I had money, I used we used to drink Miller or MGD or something like that. Or mm-hmm. we drank Coors every once in a while or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, the fr- uh, fraternity that I ended up joining was... Ended up being all obsessed with Bud Select. So I was on a Bud Select kick throughout a lot of college. See, I just drank Keystone. We were cheap. I probably did poor. that too. I did both. I bounced back and forth. Payday... Bud Select. Two weeks later, Keystone. Payday, Bud Select. The next day, I don't have any money. McDonald's. (laughs) (laughs) I am... Dude, I'm actually... The reason I'm considering and debating is because I want to go three. Because it's a ghost? that good. No, not because it's a ghost. Because I usually don't like them and I'm surprised at how good it is. Because, yeah. So, because it's a ghost. So, maybe I should say two. If you're a ghost fan... Three. I don't know. See, I was hoping it was the opposite on my end where we gave it a two and I tried it now and I'm like, what was I talking about? I give it a three. It's fucking great. Mm-hmm. But I guess I'm just going to uh, agree with my past self or our past selves. Yeah, I'm, I'm remaining a three. 
this is also very grainy like you like you were explaining the mash taste uh there's a lot of that in this which i so love it starts, starts with the caramel has a touch of bitterness but it kind of ends with the mash just it's, a uh, hint of cheese it's kind of good I, uh, I'm going to go two. Solid two. Solid two. Solid two, no question. So this is good. I, w- I wouldn't question it. I don't question it, no. I think it could be a little more carbonated for my uh, preference, uh, but it's good. If you are a goes and sour beer fan, I think you would definitely like this. But regardless, I think any beer drinker should try it. If you're not a fan of goes, usually this might be a good intro. Again, it's the platform out of Cleveland, Ohio. Orange Blossom from their Kettle Sour series. See, I always pay attention to the art, and we've talked about this. Yeah. Like, I like how simple that art is, but yeah. it's also iconic and different. Brand The new, art on, on my beer is not so iconic and not so different, but it is somewhat... I wouldn't even call it simple, I guess. It's just that style. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm all over the place because I do like very unique, very intellectual beer crap. <laughs> this, this, I like it. You can stop now. <laughs> intellectual <Thank you>. beer. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know what kind of beer that is. PhD nothing, beer. nothing that I've drank before. <laughs> Holy shit! Um, no, I'm yeah. happy with it, man. I'm. I can drink a few more of these and not be disgusted. So that's good. It's a good sign. This is uh, definitely a filtered beer. See, I've, I've been paying attention to that because we've we've noticed the floaties, the what, what did I call it? The beer the pulp, pulp, the beer pulp. This one definitely has none, which is surprising because of how much uh, mash is in it, mash taste. Oh, and I should say this is four point two percent alcohol, four IBUs, four. I've Why never, I've never. That that's what I was gonna say. I've never seen them listed if it's even under like. 15 or 20. They don't, usually don't even say anything. My bottle... I'll run through this. I already said 5.2. It is somewhat local. It actually has the Brewmaster's approval name. Bill Ron. Bill Ron? <laughs> he has two first names. Maybe it's two different people because the way Bill is spelled... Bill Ron. Or the way Bill is written is completely different than the way Ron is written. So maybe there's Bill and Ron are the brewmasters, and they both approve this batch. Bill Ron. Which is kind of cool. I think that's cool. It's almost like we... we These are the two guys that tested this batch. It, it, it met their standards. So next time, if I get another uh, Summer Lovin' and Bill and Ron are in it, and it tastes like trash, I'm calling <laughs> Bill and Ron up. Sending a, a very sharply worded email. Sharply to worded. <laughs> very carefully exercised. Yeah. I'm going to read this here. Uh, enjoy the easy days of summer with this refreshing and aromatic golden ale. Enticing earthy and citrusy hop aromas. Give way to the flavors of lemon and pine. I'm actually not getting any pine, but there's a lot of flavors that they just touched on that. Earthy, citrusy, hop, lemon, and pine. Pretty much so every flavor that could ever be in a beer. That's what I was beer. wondering. There's a, and a dash of lava. <laughs> I don't, I, um, I'm not tasting the pine. No poem or thesis on our, my beer can here. So just the details for IBU just, and 9.2 or 4.2%. Sorry. That just goes to show like you can have a crazy amount of stuff, but as long as you blend it well, 
Yeah. Like, I, I don't know how, as a brewmaster, it changes. Like, is the temperature a little different? Do you keep it in the mash a little longer to let it settle? Do you add the hops earlier or later? And it's a science. So uh, yeah. it's very interesting to me. And uh, the fact that they said it's actually a golden ale. Is it golden only in color? Or is golden a part of, like, a flavor characteristic? Uh, it might be a type of hops. It just says uh, aromatic golden ale. Maybe golden hops, though. I don't know. But it just says summer love ale. Summer I don't know. Loving. These are all questions for not us and so not you, unless you on. are a brewmaster. Done with the beer. It's good. It's enough for you to know. Uh, so if you're in Ohio, get some platform. It's good for you. Um, like most craft breweries here, I don't think it's distributed outside of Ohio, at least not yet. I think it is. Platform? Hey, do you guys sell, do you guys sell platform? Oh, uh, maybe not. I thought I saw platform in PA. Okay. What do you say? Oh, okay. So it is in PA. <laughs> Sorry, okay. Glass Armor uh, works for a beer distributor, so no, she I knows know. what's like going through the local uh, stores. She said it's in PA, but her company doesn't sell it. Well, so. it's hard to get land grant fucking position. Step up! <laughs> <laughs> Had enough. Uh, I got the finger, so. Great. That's a good response. That's the only response to Mopar. Oh. I have a great idea. <laughs> I have something to say. Uh, so what I want to kick this one off with is some Avengers 3 Infinity War news. Avengers 3? Uh, what are you talking about? That's what people are calling it. Avengers 3. Oh, technically, I guess. I, yeah, I hate that they, they're calling it that. But I yeah. Technically, it is Avengers 3. So you confuse um, the fuck out of me because I've only heard it just Infinity War. Uh, me too. Or Avengers so, Infinity War, but yeah. This was Forbes. I hate Forbes, but... I was going to uh, say it's Forbes earlier today about comics. Earlier today, it says box office Avengers 3 won't pass Star Wars 7 or Jurassic World in total sales. So it's actually going to fall short. Uh, I know a lot of people were discussing the out- the possible outcome of that. Because of its opening weekend was so big. I think it was a bigger opening weekend than Star Wars. But they're talking overall sales, it will not pass uh, either of those movies. Jurassic World? Jurassic World was number one until Episode 7 came out, remember? (sighs) No, I thought Avatar was number one until 7 came out. I think it was Avatar. And then that summer, Jurassic World, not Avatar summer, but the summer of Episode 7... Jurassic World beat it. Yeah. And then we were hoping, because I remember us discussing it, uh, we were hoping that Episode 7 would beat Jurassic World. And it actually did. It ended up being the number one movie of the year and of all time. I think top grossing sales. I don't even remember seeing Jurassic World on any list of box office anything. Let me double check then. I'm sure I'm not looking at the the feed here. I'm sure I'm getting yelled at. But I feel like... (laughs) I Not feel yet, like actually, um, what was the uh, Avengers or Avatar was number one still. Well, and then Avatar, you also have like the biggest domestic, biggest opening weekend, the biggest all time worldwide. Like there's different categories. I yeah, guess. I want to say maybe they're limiting it to North America because I think overall world sales, Avatar still number one. But in, in North America, it looks like bullshit. Avatar was seven hundred sixty million. Bullshit. And and the Force Awakens was almost a billion in in uh, America alone. Fuck Avatar, man! Just dude. think about the wow. 
that's a great investment. It is if you make a good movie, wow. Like just say two hundred it took me two hundred million to make this film, but overall it sales did. were two two billion. That return on your investment is crazy. Well, they had just bought Star Wars, so they got back half of their money on that first movie. Did they? Tell me more. Okay. Tommy Squad Pod. Okay. <laughs> I didn't even... <laughs> Minus the production cost, I guess. So they made back a big majority of their uh, their initial investment in Star Wars. Can you imagine being Lucas and just getting a check for like $4 billion? What do I do with this? Buy more fucking <laughs> terrible jeans from Kmart. Terrible jeans from Kmart. <laughs> you should have bought does, Kmart. Dude. It would have been that, cheaper. That dude can do anything on a film and has no idea how to wear clothes. Consider the two point a uh, two billion mark that was set for Avengers. Wow, and it's going to fall short. I think. Wait. So what's it at now? Isn't it out of theaters? I don't know this. It's it's referencing so much that there's so much in quotations that it breaks up the original thought. It starts off that puts it above Jurassic World six point two in 2015. Titanic six started counting the reissues, but not counting inflation as the fourth big. Like you already lost me. What are you talking about? It's so about confusing. Now? It's so fucking confusing. Let's just say that these movies make a lot of money. Yeah. And Disney owns most of them. I thought it was interesting because <laughs> this is kind of the pinnacle of probably the closest thing to a Star Wars film. This is the climax of the Marvel universe. Well, it still the first won't, climax. and it still and it still won't cover just the return of a Star Wars movie. Not even the best or the greatest or the cl- most climactic. It's just it can't beat uh, the return of it. Well, no, because Seven is the biggest Star Wars movie. True, but I'm, it's not. I'm pretty sure it beat like Rogue One and Last Jedi and Solo. But Seven is a whole different thing because you have that ten year, you have a ten year break and a new franchise and their soft reboot and all that stuff made Seven like the biggest opening that could possibly ever have been. So, very true. <laughs> Linus said Avengers is still in theaters and it's over two billion. Okay, so they might hit their mark. What did uh, I'm trying to read through this? I real just quick. hate articles. They're just so annoying. <laughs> this one's very Forbes can't write shit. Uh, this just in. Yeah, I'm just gonna have to get drunk. Off here. Podcaster calls out multi million dollar business blog and wins uh, and, and wins. Going to court, man. You guys fucked our podcast up. Trying to talk about dollars and cents. Didn't work. Oh, it's going to be close. What? So 2.066 billion is what Force Awakens brought in. Okay. Well, and what's Infinity War at right now? Because Linus over here is fucking lying to us. Yeah, that's what I'm wondering. Infinity War. Also, didn't I hear... I don't know why I'm asking you what I heard. Is it true that Black Panther still had a better opening weekend than Avengers? Because I feel like I heard that going around too. Like Avengers mm. is going to be bigger, like long term, but Black Panther still crushed it for their opening. Whatever. That sounds right. 
that I think Black Panther still had it. Uh, but yeah, this this claim is kind of weird. I think they're limiting it to North America. That was the issue. I have so many and goddamn restrictions. So they're both going to hit $2 billion, I think. But in North America, Force Awakens made more money in, yeah, in North America. So, well, that was the worst Star Wars news ever. So I'm done with it. I'm just going <laughs> to hold this now because I'm, I'm out of stuff to talk about. <laughs> We're done talking. Uh, we mentioned on the Patreon call with a bunch of danguses. We had a good Patreon call earlier. Yeah, it was fun. Uh, that I don't know the actor. But I guess an actor involved in a Star Wars film that's going on right now mentioned that there is potentially nine films in development right now. So there was a uh, kind of a short list put together. So we have episode nine, Ryan's trilogy. So that makes it four. Uh, the how do you pronounce the guy's name? Benioff and Weiss and Weiss movies. <clears throat> that could be a two Thrones, or three. Guys. So now we're at. I would say it's three to be safe. Now we're at seven. Yeah, seven. And then they're saying, and then two, uh, like a couple standalone. So probably Obi-Wan and maybe a Boba Fett. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Nine films in in development. And development, they could be writing writing shit. They could be filming stuff. They could be casting. I mean, just there's work being put towards time and money being put towards a a Star Wars film. Yeah, I mean, the Boba Fett one was barely announced because until Star Wars actually announces it, it's not totally official, but it's essentially in production. So, yeah, man, there's a lot of stuff coming on the pipeline. So, if, if if episode eight isn't your thing, I think there's a lot to offer for different types of fans. So, it's going to be cool to see the different takes on everybody's Everybody's stories, especially the Game of Thrones guys. I think more than anything, I'm really interested to see what they're going to do with this. Old Republic. Old Republic. Old Republic. Old Republic. And you're you're assuming what? That Ryan's trilogy is going to be Old Republic? No, I, I'm, I don't think anyone's going to actually do it. I was just hoping if anybody was, I think the Game of Thrones guys are well suited to do some sort of Old Republic totally out of the Skywalker saga thing, but we'll see. I don't know. I don't think they're going to just randomly go back in time. That's a joke. They should. They should, but... See, the issue is well, they're going to, because everything's uncanonized, if they do go Old Republic, they're going to just create their own Old Republic and everything's going to change. Maybe. They might reference it like they did with the the sequels, but it's not going to be Jaina, Jason, and Anakin. Yeah, but they could easily go. So what? Kotor's four thousand years ago. They could easily go a hundred years before or after that and just reference stuff. Because what Drew is saying about, especially because it's a video game, and even more especially because you can pick like the course and the outcome of the game based on your choices. Trying to canonize that is like not going to work. And he didn't even want to write the novel at one point because it did make sense for him to pick a version for that, that people played the game a hundred times and did it this way, but that's not the real way, even though they were able to do it in the game. It's kind of weird. Well, it so takes away think... from the open worldness of, I created the <clears throat> Revan I wanted. Right. Now right. him writing the book, well, now my female Revan doesn't make sense. 
Right. Now my dark side Revan doesn't make sense. Right. So, 100%. Yeah. So I don't think they're going to do that. Like they're not going to make a KOTOR movie. I don't expect that ever. Um, but, you know, they could put something in that timeline and reference Revan and reverence, re- reverence, <laughs> reverence, reference the Mandalorian Wars or whatever. And it would still work. That's the weird thing is that that time period, there's such a gap and they have room to do pretty much whatever they want. Like it's not 10 years before New Hope. It's a fucking 4,000 years before anything else happens. So, I don't know. We'll see. We've talked about it. We will I just, see. Hmm, we will see. What, yes. what are your thoughts on nine films, though? We've already talked about it getting diluted. They're they're pulling their focus all across the board. No, no, no. We talked about it getting diluted before Solo came out. And then we saw Solo. And we mentioned multiple times, both of us, that Solo was the perfect movie for right now. I feel like a turning point to move forward. And if we're going to start getting two or three movies a year, now, after seeing Solo, I can totally picture that. Just seeing seven, eight, and Rogue One, I could not picture having multiple Star Wars movies in a year. But now that Solo's out, I totally can. So, what's the plan going forward? That December is episode or is the trilogy release date, probably. And then, I mean, I could see two a year. Yeah, I think May and May and Christmas for sure. I wonder if they would ever. Do like a late summer kind of deal. Late <laughs> summer release. I'm just trying to picture like how you would you time that if you had three in a year? Because even Marvel's kind of all over the place. They're releasing shit just as they finish it. Would would Star Wars do that? Outside of the episodes, which you release Christmas. I don't know. I'm just Christmas. I'm just rolling it through my rolling it down the hill, guys. <clears throat> I'm uh, I'm excited. I mean, come on, more Star Wars content. What the fuck do you guys want? Yeah, but we were just talking about. We felt the overwhelm was about to be here. We felt very close to being overwhelmed, but Solo just washed that all away, and I'm I'm ready. Like if there was a I Star Wars movie what... this Christmas, I'd be fucking geeked. So, what are your thoughts on the Last Jedi after Solo? Well, it's a terrible movie. See, see what happens. <laughs> And that's the lesson to be learned. Stop making movies. Yeah, just I love this franchise. That I don't want. I love this franchise, so stop. <laughs> that's the moral of the story, really. Just stop making stuff. Um, oh. No, I, I, I still like The Last Jedi. I watched it. I watched it um, earlier this week, kind of in the background, like I usually do, because I've already seen it like eight times. But um, The Last Jedi, you're saying? Yeah. No, I like it, man. I don't have... I have a few negative things to say about it, but I have that shit to say about every Star Wars movie, and I feel like I'm repeating myself because we've talked about this before, but any grievance I have with 8, I could point out in every other single Star Wars movie something similar or something just as cringy or just as annoying or just as dumb. So those things don't really affect how I enjoy the movie. Um, And I like 8 a lot. I think it's perhaps slipped a little bit down my timeline or down my uh, down my ranking. Maybe it's like probably fifth now, but I still I think, enjoy I it. Yeah, I think that's about where mine ended. <coughs> fifth, yeah. Fifth there's, or a lot of con- there's a lot of contrast. Like as much as there's some goofy stuff, like a lot of the scenes with Kylo and Ray are just really intense. 
Adam Driver's acting is super, super intense. Him as a character is just emotional to just watch him on screen a lot of the time. Um, Snoke's a fucking savage. Luke is, that's probably my, well, I, I hate Luke in the original trilogy. So this is like my ideal version of Luke. I know that's a lot of people's like main complaint. So that may be crazy to hear, but I love Luke and in, in Last Jedi, he just dropping, dropping knowledge that we like maybe picked up in with stuff like Revan, where the the Jedi are good and they're trying to do the right thing. But if you stick to that path 100%, you're going to miss all of this other stuff. And so Luke explaining that the Jedi don't control this. They don't own it. It's about, about balance. All that kind of stuff was like perfect. Perfect to hear. Um, there's, there's a lot of good shit in that movie, man. I'm a, well, I'm a he, big fan. He, what Luke does in, in The Last Jedi is takes the understanding of the Force from a Jedi point of view and advances it. To like a universal point of view. Well, it's it's almost like legitimizing what Sidious's thought of the Jedi were. Narrow-minded, dogmatic, and it was. Yeah, he back was, then it that's, was. That's yeah. why his plan worked is right. because he knew exactly what they were and how to bring them down. He was sitting right next to them fucking plotting. They had no idea. Yoda's a bitch. Master Yoda, come in. <laughs> <laughs> that's how that went. He was just talking oh, here's something we could, we could talk about. So there's a debate going on that I've I've heard is can anyone be force sensitive? So like they kind of opened up the idea of the force in eight and especially like with that, you know, little message with the little kid at the end, maybe he's not going to become a Jedi. It symbolizes more than that, but there is kind of a discussion going on about can people that aren't natively like extreme Jedi level with midichlorians or whatever, like learn to be force sensitive. Well, and that was going to be my question. Do you have to be born with it or can you obtain the force it's almost like everybody might be born with this force, but not everybody knows how to contact it or manipulate it or use it or something like that. I think, I think, and I think it stems from was Ray always force sensitive or did right before episode seven, the force just decide like this, that you're force sensitive because she said something awakens in her that it's about the force awakens. I just, I, I kind of feel like, huh? It, it's Shinobi's almost, dropping it, it's knowledge. Almost, it's almost the uh, the like if you if you're a religious person, if you talk about do, does God push you into things, or does God just put put you in situations to make, to let you choose your own path? Does He just give you the ability? It's almost like, do you have just the ability to become force sensitive and you can, depending on your choices, become or not become force sensitive hmm. and, or is it something that is sparked from within where everybody kind of has it and depending on the situation or the experiences you have might flare the force powers inside of you. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot of, I don't even know how to say it. See, this situational is, situational force. <laughs> this is where I like the description of midichlorians, and I know people hate it for some reason, but the force is in everything, at least a little bit. Mm-hmm. No, you wouldn't be able to. Even force, Yoda says in all living things, right? You wouldn't or be maybe, able to force yeah. choke somebody if they weren't 
tuned into the force. You know what I mean? Because you wouldn't be able to sense them. That was the <clears> whole <throat> cool thing about the Yuzhan Vong, like the one yep. thing about the Yuzhan Vong that I actually liked. So the question is, if you're born with standard amount of midichlorians, I'll just use that as a term because it's easier to explain. Can you increase those or can you increase your sensitivity to those through training or if the forest fucking decides like, hey, this asshole rich kid is going around killing people. So scavenger, it's time for you to wake the fuck up and and handle it. So this is a question. Shinobi's, Shinobi's trying to drop knowledge over here. <laughs> uh, he says, ultimately, the force has a will, but it needs a commander and then... And that can be anyone if anyone it chooses. So I don't I just I don't I, I don't know if I believe that. I, I always think it's it has to come from within, whether it's hatred or it's trying to better yourself or help someone else. I think it all sparks from within. Sparks. But uh don't. yeah, it just it just what? I'm currently don'ting. You told me not to. Don't. <laughs> I just don't say spark. You can say everything else. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just. I, I, that's how I view the force. And I think it, there is no straight answer because the force is always in flux. Like, there's always a flux. There's always a change. There's yeah. always new force powers. There's always a new person that. That uh, manipulates it or or reads the force differently or mm-hmm. comes from a different land that doesn't know about the force, but a calls different it something. land. <laughs> well, I'm, just, just, I'm just saying, so like, th- I know what you mean. It's just funny. Just think about someone. Well, let's put it on Earth. Someone in Ohio was raised around the force. People knew what it was, and your parents knew how to use the force and everything. And then you go over to Texas, where nobody has a force, clearly. <laughs> but no, no like, it's just, just for a situation. Like, you go to Texas, and no one's ever heard of the force. Yeah. They don't call it the force. They don't do it. But they might actually still use it. And not just... They, they may not understand it. They may not have the culture built around it. They may not have... The technology, the understanding, the history behind it to actually know what they're doing. But there might be a motherfucker in Texas who doesn't know what the force is manipulating people using a power that he doesn't know he has. Yeah, I love she. to see. I love to see a story like that. That'd be cool because that's kind of what it seems like. The Jedi took this thing and spun an entire like way of life and religion around that. But yeah. there could be people that have never heard of the Jedi Order. That have that same kind of it's like fucking Harry Potter, man. It's like the first uh, the first book of Harry Potter. He does all this weird shit and he has no fucking clue why. And then all of a sudden someone's like, Well, you're a wizard, obviously. So something like that where yeah. and even if it doesn't come to the point where we they like learn about the Jedi or talk about the Jedi, they don't have to be involved at all. But seeing a story of somebody that has that kind of power and is tuned into the force but doesn't know why and doesn't know how to control it would be fucking sweet to see. That'd be awesome. Well, and I'm so Darth Bane, the Darth Bane series. Well, in in the first book, it starts off with Darth Bane using a power. He knew he was special, but he didn't know what the fuck the Force was. Right, right, right. But he got in a bar fight, and he he beat up. Like, I think he beat up some guy real bad, and then they met him out back and tried to kill him. And during that battle, 
He said the vibroblade that the guy tried to kill him with, like, was glowing. It was in a midnight darkness, nothing, back alley. But for whatever reason, he could always see the weapon. Mm -hmm. And he just knew where it was, and he, that's why he was able to get away with his life. Right. But from his point of view, it's just like, I don't know, the fucking thing was glowing. <laughs> right. I just was able to see it. I don't know how. Right. Huh. Shouldn't have used a glow stick vibroblade, you jackass, or you killed me. <laughs> glow stick. <laughs> Goddamn sparklers. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to kill me with a bottle rocket. What the hell are you doing over here? No, that's some um, good shit. That's some good shit, man. Yeah, it's the it's the different interpretation, and you can even our own interpretation is based off of different books that we've all read. None of us have read the exact same books and understand the force the same way. So it's cool to see the expanse of what what the force means to me, what it means to the shinobi or whatever. So it's it's that's what makes the force cool. That's what holds. That's what glues the whole Star Wars universe together. Binds and people the don't people don't together. realize. It, people don't realize that they don't take that into consideration when they're shitting on eight. That's like, that's it, why dude, eight's so important. I think. While, while, yeah, exactly. But it's not just the force in Star Wars that's up to interpretation, right? Because the force has its fingers into everything, all emotions, all living things. Dude, everything's an interpretation. Yeah, technically, that's how life is. It's your perception of how someone is. That guy's an asshole. Well, maybe he just had a bad day. No, that guy's... I made up my mind. He's an asshole. We're, life is the worst thing ever. I quit. <laughs> life itself can die. <laughs> I'm sick of it. I'm over it. I've had enough. <laughs> yeah, it's... I just... I, that's why I connect to Star Wars is because it's up to interpretation. Yeah. So if you hate all the Star Wars movies, you're probably a terrible person. <laughs> you're interpreting shit wrong, you <laughs> fuck. We, we you need to go life. home and rethink your life. <laughs> oh, man. That's some good shit, man. No, it's cool. Yeah. I, th I think I think some very off-the-wall Force-related movie would do well. But like I mentioned, something that he has no clue about the Jedi Order or what this power is that he has, but it's manifesting itself. Well, I guess we're kind of getting that with Rey. But they are still tying it to Luke and the Jedi and everything. So it'd just be cool to see somebody ripping stuff apart. No lightsaber. But just all force powers. I think that'd be interesting. So mm -hmm. that's my thoughts. I really think they're they're gonna push, in, especially in episode nine, they're gonna push the force into something crazy and or redefine what the force is. And like I they think they started that, that they started that with eight. Where it's not light side, dark side. It's the living force. Well, I think Qui-Gon had it. Nail on the head. I mean, he was hitting a nail on the head. Always, but no on. one, no one. They were so light side, dark side at the point at the time that even the even the light side guys were like, "Dude, you can't do that. What the fuck are you doing, <laughs> Jedi Council? You can't. What are you doing?" So I'm excited because I, uh, in the same way, spoiler in Han Solo where they redefined his last name. I think they're going to do something similar with the Force in Episode Nine. Where when we're talking about the living force, it's going to mean something completely different after we watch episode nine or something along those lines. It doesn't have to be the living force, but the, the will of the force. I feel like I haven't made myself excited for nine just because it's so far away. But when I think about where eight left us, I am so excited for nine. 
man, I wonder when they're, when they're going to release the title. That way we can talk about theories and everything for like six weeks straight. Well, we have to have something because we're going to shut the podcast down if they don't give us anything. <laughs> Nothing to 20, talk about. We can't actually, talk about E3 and Solo for six months. Well, we're about to do that, but uh, 2019 is <laughs> going to be stacked, actually. So we know we've talked about Celebration. That's coming up. Obviously, Episode Nine is coming out. Um, that new Jedi game, Fallen Order, is coming out. Whoa! Oh, yeah, we got to talk. That was part of E3. We'll talk about that. Spoiler! Um, and the uh, the Disney Park opens next year, too. The Galaxy's Edge opens next year. So there's a lot of stuff happening uh, for Star Wars next year. See, I didn't realize they gave it a name. Yeah. Yeah, so Did let's, they let's, give slide, it a release? let's slide into E3. So it was kind of weird. Like, this one... Like the correspondent or reporter, whatever the fuck you want to call her, just like sat down next to one of the guys from the studio and was like, I'm here with this dude. What do you have to tell us? And he's like, well, we got a new Star Wars game. Well, one. <laughs> Pretty much. There's a new game. It's from Star Wars. Two. <laughs> it's coming out. <laughs> Three. It will be on cool. consoles. You can play it. Oh, it's exciting. <laughs> very, very limited information. Essentially, we know that it's going to be focused on Jedi after Order 66. It's called Jedi Fallen Order. And obviously, it takes place post Episode 3. Yeah, so I'm reading uh, it right now. That's all we know. Respawn's the new Star Wars game title. Respawn, uh, yeah. I couldn't, I couldn't remember the dev name. Um, is titled Jedi Fallen Order. It will be set between episode three and four during a period of time, which is... <sighs> hey, I just said that. I know, but Force Awakens. What? Was set between three and four. Wait, what? Force? You mean Solo? The Force Awakens games. Starkiller was set between three and the four. Fucking Force Unleashed. For, uh, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was so confused. Force Unleashed. Yeah, yeah. No, that's actually when I when I was watching that and I heard him say that for the first time, I was like, Force yeah, Games? I mean, this it, is I probably just... what I'm asking for and what I want, but it's weird that they would put another game over an existing game. That one didn't really tackle Order 66, I don't think, with the exception of Shock T. Yeah, you kill Shock T. Yeah, but it wasn't about Order 66. It was more about Vader's Apprentice. This one seems like it's going to be more about how the Jedi handle and deal with Order 66 or like, you know, work and hiding afterwards or try to come back from it. And maybe now, Kanan's going to pop up. Who knows? Could you imagine? I hope they don't bring those pieces of <laughs> into my game. <clears throat> no, but uh, I have said it over and over. One all of my the favorite Star Wars listen to us are pissed at you. of all time is that Rise of Darth Vader. And it was him single-handedly hunting down some cool Jedi. The rest they actually of the, created yeah. some cool fucking Jedi, and I forget the guy's name. The the main Jedi. He was, and the, the way they explained it, it was he was like, what do I say that? On the same level of Obi Wan, like he was that level, and he was one of them that got away with his apprentice. Ooh. So it was Vader hunting down an Obi Wan strength guy and an apprentice. Damn. So it wasn't such an easy feat. So it was a it was a cool fucking book. So if they go anything near that, I'm I'm in. 
So Shinobi just said that uh, Force Unleashed happens closer to A New Hope than we think. Whereas this new one is going to take place pretty much right after episode three is what they made it sound like. Because he mentioned Order 66. So Whoa, whoa, whoa. So are we seeing pre-suit Vader? I don't know if Vader's going to be in it. I mean, I assume so. How close are we talking? Are we talking about after the movie or are we literally talking after Order 66? Well, we don't know. No, they only... uh, only issued a few things, but you know what we can do is make uh, an entire YouTube series about our predictions. <laughs> you know, claim it as fact. Uh, monetize. I it. predict it's going to be the worst Star Wars game <laughs> of all time. If we monetize videos about rumors for Fallen Order, I think we'd have enough money to start another movie studio and just make more Star Wars movies. Hell, yes. <laughs> nah, man. I'm. Um, <laughs> I don't know what to think about it. We've mentioned that we were annoyed about everything being between three and four, but this one, if it's specifically, they, like he specifically mentioned Order 66, which gives me high hopes that it's going to be, you know, Vader's going to be the main bad guy or something like that. Now, when you say that, that's what just went through my mind. Because when you said Order 66 and we're playing at, and it's called a Jedi of Fallen Order, for whatever reason, I went to, I'm playing on the dark side, probably because Starkiller. But if you played as the Jedi running for their lives and throughout the game you encountered Vader. Yeah, and Vader's like the the bad guy. Holy the shit. Yeah. yeah. That yeah. could be a great fucking game. Yeah. Yeah, I'm interested to see what it is, man. I'm, I'm excited for any Star Wars game that isn't Battlefront. I think they're missing a giant opportunity. See. They, like, they, they have so much that they could do. The door is wide open because... I think it's just taking them more time than they thought to get things out. Is it going to be If you think about it, Force Awakens is 2015. It's been three years since Star Wars came back. So it's not like it's been a decade and we still don't have a fucking game. I think it's just taking longer for them to get, you know, two movies a year and a TV show and an animated show and three video games, like, all happening at the same time and all the novels, comics. I don't know. I'm trying to be Mm. forgiving. My Actually, concern, fuck, fuck my concern with Jedi Fallen Order is it's maybe I'll start with my hope. I hope that it's something along the lines of a, like a Mass Effect, where it, you are so immersed into into a galaxy that already exists, mm-hmm. and that's how you feel in Mass Effect. You're thrown in. It's not at the beginning. It's not at the end. You're just tossed into an, into a constantly moving, changing decision. Like things have already been decided for you and about you. Yeah. But you have to deal with it and move forward. Right. I want my decisions to create a different plot or a different ending or something like that. Mm-hmm. This this is my concern: is they don't that they're literally just making this game to move the plot along in Star Wars and not giving me freedom to create my own character to change the outcome. See what I'm saying? Like if, if they limit saying. it, if they limit it so much that it has to end like this because that's moving forward and we're making three movies based off that decision. Well, all right, fuck. <laughs> that's a that's a huge concern. I want to play a game because it's enjoyable and I can make my own decisions. I guess that when games are taking up a large part of canon that's hard to do. Same dilemma with Revan and everything. I don't care how much it takes up. The old your choices matter. Exactly. <laughs> Welcome, Zachary. Sorry, we I 
I feel so bad. You guys are talking to each other in the uh, the feed, but we're 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 running a show. Sometimes right now. we get like all into it <laughs> and drunk, and I forget. And drunk. no, it's it, no, that is a major concern excited. for me. No, I know what you mean. That'd, that'd be nice. Because even be, in, be in nice the Force Unleashed, I I don't know how much you could choose. I think I played the first game. Like I hate to even say this, but if they could do it in such a way where the overall story as far as canon is concerned, isn't changed. But the story that has to do in that game can be controlled by your character. That would so make, you're saying the outcome, make, you end up with the, the same outcome, but throughout the game, you, you would experience a different game Yeah, throughout yeah. your gameplay, but the outcome, regardless, is going to be one thing or the other. Yeah, that or it's with some subset or organization in Star Wars that isn't going to affect the main storyline. <sighs> but I don't know. We'll see. It doesn't have to be KOTOR. I'm sitting here and telling everybody that. But no, I do, want, I do want my decisions, my choices matter. Yeah, it doesn't have to be KOTOR, but they do have a lot to live up to. So They Drew's could, they could also at the same time fucking kill it. I they this is that's why I'm excited about this because it, if it is on if you start as a Jedi running for your life, that's a story that has not been told. I don't care about the original trilogy and Ben Kenobi hiding in the fucking dunes. That is not him running for his life. I want to be hunted as a Jedi by Vader the entire fucking game because that's cool, chills, dude. That'd be fucking sweet. Because that'd be cool. I want Vader to outthink me half the fucking game. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Because he should. Fuck. That'd be so cool. And then you try to like band together with a few other Jedi and... Oh, yeah, that'd be sweet. Yeah, like uh, Shinobi saying, but Dreaming. only one ending that would be canon ending, just like KOTOR. So maybe yeah, you could do that confusing. where... You could, you could change the ending, but there's only one accepted going forward in the, in the plots uh, uh, or in the greater universe. Yeah. I don't know if they would do that because they're so hard set on being canon or not. That's that's my concern with it. Well, enough, they, of, the, enough they, of the gruff. Yeah, that's enough. Fuck. I was gonna explain more, but whatever. No, yeah, do it. Well, I was just gonna say they're so concerned about it because I think they're having to reestablish not everything, but reestablish a big chunk of the expanded universe. But so they've been very particular about giving, it. Go ahead. Sorry. I was just going to say they're doing that. They're being very particular about what they put out in order to reestablish like the timeline and the new canon and everything because they canceled everything. God damn it. We repeat ourselves so much. I fucking hate the show. <laughs> what do you have to say about it? What do you have to say about it? <laughs> we lost three patrons right there. It's fucking awesome. I was just awesome. going to like repeat what we've said before is like, it was annoying that they canceled legends, but, it's just taken them a little bit of time to bring, start to bring things back, you know? Like, we see Old Republic references and Dryden Voss's chamber. We see a bunch of Easter eggs. Like, it's not uncanon. They just need to fucking bring it under one umbrella so that it's all, it's all, that it all makes sense. That was the necessary thing they had to do. So it's, it's you, just you, taking you some time. You couldn't press the reset button on canon halfway through three movies. Right. You right. had to do it up front and say, look, bop, going forward. This is what this is what accepted. Yeah, it's just taking some time. <laughs> Mark my words, Revan will be canon one day. Well, if he's not, I'm gonna find you. 
Um, <laughs> I think so. I think Revan and Bane will for sure be canon. Yeah. There's no reason not to. I think just it's just not a priority for them. So, of course, they're not going to like make an announcement that Revan's canon or make a comic book about Revan. But he's so far away from the timeline that like it doesn't affect it. So, of course, he's going to be canon. See, I, I have a Two feeling that the only way they're going to canonize Revan is by reference. I don't think we're going to ever see him on screen. I think they're going to maybe even reference something that's been written like in the Revan book. Or that happening would, That would still make him canon, though. It, no, that's exactly what I mean. Yeah. But I don't think we're going to get him canonized in the way we want, where he's a character on screen. We're watching We're watching Revan's story. We're going to get... Listen, there is a way to be dark side and light. I heard a fucking... The, the triumph <laughs> of Darth Revan, the, the creations. Or if they bring back, like, the Sith Ari thing. The prodigal knight. Yes, the Sithari. You are he was basically the chosen no, one. I love Count Dooku. But in a different sense. He was. It was a different chosen yeah. one. Yeah. We lost you. You froze on me. Maybe you lost me. No, you froze. You froze. <laughs> Welcome back. <laughs> I've released you from Carbonite. Welcome back. Welcome back, Lord Melvin. <sighs> you want to talk about uh, video games? Sure. Oh, you what? Fallout 700? Well, a bunch of them. So E3 happened. <clears throat> you know, we just talked about Fallen Order. Oh, um, sorry. Let me you, go ahead. I have a list. I, <laughs> Stop I have a list. Talking. Up. Actually, please keep continue. <laughs> <laughs> I do have a list brought up of okay. uh, releases, uh, but I didn't know if you were. Oh, yeah. If you have the E3 stuff, we can run through that. All right. So. I don't even know. It's called the Verge website, but they have the 10 biggest stories of E3 2018. Knew it. Uh, I do believe we talked about the Battlefront Clone War stuff last week, so we can skip that because Battlefront, the the EA stuff happened the first day, so it was before we recorded last episode. So I'm pretty sure we already talked about the Geonosis map and Anakin, Obi-Wan, Grievous, and Dooku coming to Clone Wars summer. So... When's that going to be? September, probably. Hopefully. So we can skip that. All right. So do it. A lot of these I don't, I have no opinion on. This is just news. But the first one is the big one. Fallout 76 transforms the series into an online <laughs> multiplayer survival experience. Listen, I love Fallout. It's, it's, it's one of the most unique and interesting games I've ever played. All of them. Even though I'm not a big fan of the plot in Vegas, it's still an enjoyable game. I just don't care about the that character that I'm playing as much as three or four. Get your coin. Now that they're transforming it into an online multiplayer survival experience, I'm assuming this is going to be something where you team up with three or four friends and you have to survive a certain experience or certain struggle or certain you know drink 30 beers well shit here we go <laughs> i think what uh, they were saying is that they're trying to keep it where they're trying to keep it very based on interaction so it's not going to be a situation where like everybody that's playing fallout is going to be on your map at the same time uh it's like a, a smaller group of people so that you have your crew yes. that you can bop around with but you also like all the other humans that you interact with in that world are actual other players. It's like a closed multiplayer game. 
where you it's yeah. not an MMO where you get online and you see every fucking person ever. You 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 team up and then you're put into an experience that everybody else can experience, but it's gonna be yours alone. <laughs> yeah, I'm, ex- I'm excited, man. I'm excited. Uh, so it also says it's an online. Maybe this is just gonna repeat itself, but <laughs> it's an always online multiplayer survival game that launches in November. Which wow, it's coming up. Uh, this it's also a game that might not be so friendly, especially since some players will be able to get their hands on nukes. Yeah, that part looks crazy. All right. All right. And while the thought of a new Fallout was exciting for some, especially those other fans found them uneasy about the future of the franchise. (laughs) Cry, cry, shut the fuck up. It's not the exact game that they've already (laughs) released. Uh, it's same gonna sh- be different. Yeah, same shit that happens in every single franchise, man. Everybody like, needs whatever, to dude. suck it up and spit it out. Shut the fuck up. It'll be interesting because like, I've always wanted to play MMOs, but the way... It's just the style and the way they looked. I just never could do it for whatever reason. Like I tried WoW back in college. Just the way it, it felt and looked, it just didn't fit. You don't matter. I tried... You old, don't matter. I tried... Um, Elder Scrolls Online just for a little bit before I bought it. It just wasn't meshing as much as I love Elder Scrolls. So I don't know. See, I'm here for the experience. I'm not here for making my druid level 99. I don't give a fuck about that. Yeah. I want it to be, what's my druid doing? What's How am I changing the environment around me? Stealing What storyline or what subplot am I conquering today? Yeah. And how does that make any difference? And multiplayer. Like if, it, it could be multiplayer. <clears throat> Number two, Fortnite. Don't play and PlayStation. S- stop. You can talk about that. Don't I, talk, about, don't talk that. about Fortnite. It was some Fortnite and PlayStation face off. Eh, we don't play that. Stop. Fortnite will be coming to the Switch. Congratulations. Yeah, that's mediocre. Smash Brothers is coming to the Switch and it's huge. Smash Brothers Ultimate. Every character I'm, ever. Listen. I'm looking at this uh, screenshot. We've got the classics. We got Samus. We got Kirby. We got Mario. Yeah, but are you going to go out and the buy non-classics. a Switch just to play this? The non-classics? Mega Man. Pac-Man. We've got Sonic the Hedgehog. Yep. We've got... How did Sonic make it into a goddamn Nintendo game? I fucking That's love it. That's what I want to know. Like, there are some crazy... The Bulbasaur's in here. If Bulbasaur's in a fun game... Charizard's in the background. Bulbasaur, War Turtle, and Ivy and and Charizard, I think, are in the game. Thank God they stuck to the classics. People are freaking out too that uh, Solid Snake is in the game. What is Solid Snake? Metal, and, there's Metal a, Gear Solid. There's a gargoyle in the fucking background that looks ridiculous. Like it looks like a demon Charizard. <laughs> Maybe it is. Well, it's Anyways, I, I always love Smash Brothers, but I'm not gonna go buy a Switch just to play Smash Brothers. So. I completely agree, Whatever. but at the same time, if it's a fucking badass game, hey, let's find somebody that has a Switch. Worthy, play. worthy, worthy, worthy <laughs> of uh, possibly purchasing it. You never know. You never know, man. Still has a classics Link. Uh, Pikachu's on here. Kirby's on there still. There's like Bowser. four versions of Link. <laughs> you know, I'm looking at that. Yeah, and I see a There's, young Link. Yeah. I do see a fully adult Link. 
and there's Toon Link. I'm also seeing, um, is it Street Fighter Ryu? Yeah. That's fucking cool. Also, the dude from Punch Out's in there. Dude from Punch Out. The boxing guy. Yeah, I'm just looking. I don't see him on this. <laughs> oh, there's I another link. The trailer when I was in the middle of E3 nonsense this week. I do not see a Punch Out guy. Well, you're okay. fucking wrong. Oh, they have Diddy, Diddy Kong on here. Oh, uh, yeah, I saw that too. Yeah. Wow. Sonic's probably the one that means the most to me. Sonic, Pac-Man, and the addition of more Pokemon. And uh, at the same time, I'm sorry, uh, uh, Mega Man. Mega yeah. Man's huge for me. Yeah. That, that's cool. That's awesome. No, I'm, I'm excited for that. I probably will never play it, never purchase anything, <laughs> but that's cool. Uh, we're going to get... <sighs> we'll keep going. All right, all right. Because there's some good stuff further on. Uh, CD Project... And we'll just skip over the dumb stuff. Like, we don't need to talk about that. <laughs> Microsoft shifts the focus back to games. I don't know what the fuck that means. What did, you, what did uh, I just Bethesda say? Bethesda doubles down on single-player games. Elder Scrolls 6. Uh, so it says, while Fallout 76 online nature led to some concern, Bethesda makes sure to show off plenty more traditional single-player games to get fans excited. So... It says there was the wild action of Rage 2, a sequel to uh, Doom, and a super tease or surprise teacher. I can't talk. A surprise teaser for the Elder Scrolls 6. Um, yeah, it was oh, nothing. Oh, and it's though. also saying they're getting into sci fi with a game called Starfield. Yes, that so, was also nothing. So those are just two teasers. So, like, the Elder Scrolls one was just a big pan from clouds to the mountains. It looked nice, but you don't know what what the hell's going to happen. And then the uh, the Starfield one was, I think it was just like a planet. Like you zoom but out from a cool planet or zoom Beth- in from a planet. Bethesda's never done sci-fi. Right, they? yeah. So I'm excited to see what that's going to be. Yeah, that, that's cool. It'll be nice. And I'm, watch- I'm watching the 32nd uh, Elder Scrolls. It's just, yeah. Yeah. It's like a, not just like a helicopter, but But it's wow. good to know that it's coming because they've kind of ignored that since... I mean, with the exception of Elder Scrolls Online, it's been seven years. So, so it's good to see that it's actually happening. No, that's fun. And it'd be cool to, if they would bring some multiplayer. Like, I don't want that to be always online multiplayer like Fallout's going to be. But if there could be some element, like the arena would be an online matchmaking kind of thing, might be fucking sweet. Um, but see, I'm just, I just, I, I just want co-op missions. And mm-hmm. it could be set aside co-op missions, but let me bring kind of like how Dark Souls does it, where very, you could I'm like very surprised to hear you say that. But that's a cool fact. Yeah. Like, let's. I'm just call you in, call you in. Let's fucking tackle this together. Yeah. Come into my that's game awesome. if you want or don't. Yeah. Why is that not a thing? Because not enough people appreciate Dark Souls. Well, it's a terrible game. Please don't. <laughs> Best thing ever. So we got Kingdom Hearts. Uh, Battlefield 5 is going to be obviously another big one. Uh, we've talked about it a little bit. Um, and the Battle Royale mode is coming to that. So Okay, yeah. They did confirm we'll that. We'll feature yeah. that uh, following Call of Duty. I haven't owned a Call of Duty for so long. Boo. And The Last of Us Part 2. Uh, I know a lot of stuff that makes me want to get a PS4, though. That's for sure. Spider-Man, Last of Us. There's another Uncharted game, I think, coming out. Uh, and there's a few other things for that are PS4 exclusive. So, 
One of these days I'll own one. Yes. Yes. Yes, very true. What's happening? (laughs) (laughs) What is going (laughs) on? My cat is sniffing the light. (laughs) Just thought about it. Eddie Murphy. You have a fucking dance going on in the background. (laughs) Bubba, is this a rave? (laughs) He's like, let's get down tonight. So, uh, yeah, that's E3 in a nutshell. I'm excited. There's there's some big stuff. They could literally just have announced Fallout, and I would have been like, what? This is awesome. November, I can't wait. Yeah. But not only do we have Fallout, we got a new Smash Brothers. We got uh, Battlefield Five. We've got Elder Scrolls. We've got... There's so much shit on the list that's actually... And I'm not... And I, we're both, I think, in the same group. We're not huge gamers. Right. We, we stick to the ones that we like, and let's bring that. Yep. And these are all, and they really focus on those specific ones that we like. Um, so there's Large World, Skyrim's, Fallout's, the sci-fi stuff. We're adding new sci-fi stuff. At the same time, they're going a little retro and bring that forward with the Smash Brothers stuff. So there's, there's a lot of cool stuff. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm trying to find a, a post here in our patron group because somebody posted like a timeline of when all these things are going to get released coming up. And I know there's like one or two that I'm forgetting about. Because that Spider-Man, that Spider-Man game looked fucking awesome. Oh, for the PS4, yeah. yeah. I saw I saw a little bit of that. Uh Shinobi says he's hyped for Kingdom Hearts 3. I've never played them, Me. so I have no input on that. I they look fun and I've heard really good things. That's all. That's kind of where I'm left off. Yes, sir. All right, I'm scrolling, I'm scrolling, I'm scrolling. One was uh the division two. Um, I haven't played the division one. But I know that I have been a fan of the Tom Clancy games, especially the ones that are very squad based. So I'm thinking um, Division 2 might be good to get. So let's see what we have. Uh, Oh, the new Assassin's Creed, dude, looked awesome. Looked absolutely stunning. It's in uh, ancient Greece. That's going to be fucking sweet. Uh, Tomb Raider, FIFA, blah, 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 Call of Duty, who cares? Uh, Forza Horizon looked awesome. Horizon 4. Mm-hmm. Been a fan of those, so that'll be cool. Uh, Resident Evil 2 Remaster. Uh, Doom, I think we mentioned. See, that's a big one. Resident 2 Remaster. Are they... So when you say remaster, is that it's going to be the exact same game? They're just going to make it look better? No, I think it's... Uh, They're completely revamping the game. Different engine, an, different that's everything. That's N64 game, so it's not just like they're going to poured it over and put it in 720p. It's like they're going to make a whole brand new game. So I think I'm not a big Resident Evil fan, so I don't know 100%, but like same plot, same characters. But I think so. Let's remake the whole fucking game. I think so. Yeah. So, yeah, there's a lot of cool stuff happening. I'm very excited. I'm very, very happy that I'm balls deep in game gaming once again. <laughs> I'm very, very happy that I'm balls. <laughs> that makes me so happy. I'm just I'm very, very pleased. All right. So I did have something that I brought up in the Patreon call. About Star Wars. We're getting back to Star Wars. Let me talk about it. One of the major issues I think people, idiots, had with... (laughs) (laughs) Had with Ray. Yeah. When we look back with not only Disney, but Star Wars. People are pissed that she's a whammon. Whammon. She's pissed that she's a whammon. Whammon of power. (laughs) So I think one of the major issues people had with Ray is 
and even along the lines of Disney and Star Wars, most of the major women roles are of royalty. We all know Disney princesses. But even in Star Wars, Princess Leia. And I know it was Senator Amidala, but she was also fucking queen. No, she was queen first, yeah. Yes. And uh, so she was like political and, <laughs> and uh, royalty. When we look at Rey, all of a sudden, she is a nobody. She's not the damsel in distress. And I think that irks people to a weird sexist core. <laughs> but I, I really do. It's just like... The sexist well, core. <laughs> women are taking over the galaxy. I hate it. But uh, think about, just before you go on, Padme was never a damsel in distress, though, if you think about it. She is royalty, Whoa. but she was never a damsel in distress. Whoa, when was Leia... I know she was locked up. She was never a damsel, damsel in distress. In distress? Either. You said damsel in distress, I think. I would never. I think it did. She stole the motherfucker's blaster and was just like, pop, pop, get down there, fly boy. She she made shit happen. <laughs> the only damsel in rewind, distress part of it. I can't rewind it, live, so I don't know. No, but I... Keep it, you. I know what you mean. I'm just, I wanted to point out that like, it's not, I understand the whole princess kind of thing, but like, Leia is a princess, but was never the typical princess that's like waiting to be rescued, right? Right, and and I didn't mean what I did say was Ray isn't a damsel in distress. Right. I didn't mean the fact that the other, ones the other were. two weren't. Right. Okay. Sorry. Um, but I think it added to she's not royalty. She's a nobody. She's not a damsel in distress. She can fend for her own. <laughs> Oi! Yeah. <laughs> Oi, you. She Fuck kicks off. Yeah, those fuckers. No, she kicks ass. She saves she does. Finn within the first like twenty minutes of the goddamn movie. Yeah, yeah. When those stop guys hold, stop holding my hand, this lady thinks for herself. I hate this movie. Stop taking my hand. <laughs> yeah, when she when those guys try to steal BB-8 and she fucks him up, it's so fucking cool. Yeah, when he thinks that, and that's kind of the whole mindset. He, like, Finn thinks He's he like, needs to go in. Oh shit. Yep. She ain't playing. Yep. Yep. So I, I thought it was uh, interesting because I don't think we've ever really talked about it. We've talked about her being a different character and just strong, a strong female lead. Yeah. But the fact that she's not royalty, she's not a damsel in distress. So she doesn't fit the female leads that we've all known in the past. Right. Outside of fucking Laura Croft. <coughs> I which I haven't seen those movies either. I haven't seen any of those or played any of those games. <laughs> That's a weird but fact. I know who I've she is. I've never played and never seen any of them. Right, but I know exactly who she is. Well, I'm sexist. To the core, I've never seen those. <laughs> I know nothing about it. That doesn't I'm make you... I'm, the, I'm not sexist. <laughs> I know, I'm just... And I've never weird. seen or played any of those either. Well, I'm offended. No, I'm offended. <laughs> that, that you could even, you're offended that you're not sexist? I'm offended that you even said that. <laughs> you're offended I won't, that I you're won't not have sexist. it. It stops now. Stop. No, keep going with Ray. I'm curious. Because last That's episode I, you were talking... I know you love it, but you were talking mad shit on Seven. So I want to hear you continue to defend it. Look, Seven is... It's... Seven's decent. Seven's decent. The only so it, it's it's pulled in two directions. It's it, in my mind. While they're pushing the envelope with someone like Ray, strong female character, doesn't need a, a man to prove herself. Mm -hmm. 
um, is cool, and they're pushing. I mean, they're they're really. I mean, that's something that's is not something you think about, but it does push those boundaries. It's subconscious. Well, some people don't think about it. All right, true. That's the but issue. In that, I didn't. And, think and that's awesome. The fact that they do that's great. Yeah. But it, also, at the same time, it's the movie's the same movie as we saw. Minus that. <laughs> I was just rambling. Oh, man. I thought you were talking just, about Ray and the Princess. And now you, why? That's all I got. Ray's not a princess or royalty. And so I think you, that's a major concern that people have. That's with, okay. With, that's with what I was character. getting to. It's like you think so. Maybe some of the the controversy over her as a character isn't so much that she is a whammon, but she's not the typical whammon that we see. Yes, and that's why she gets called a Mary Sue because she's a nobody. So she shouldn't be strong. She shouldn't have her own strength. She shouldn't be able to take care of herself. She's a Mary Sue clearly because she doesn't have a guy helping her throughout the whole movie. That's that's the mindset that I feel like comes yeah. into this, and it's like, dude, what are you talking about? It's just I don't know, man. It's just so dumb. I watching <laughs> seven for the first, second, fourth, eighth time never crossed my mind. Any of that stuff. It's Ray. She's the main character. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm watching her journey as the main character. What the fuck else? But would people, I'm wondering, would people feel the same way if it was a, a male character? If it was a male nobody that fought for himself and found Luke and and did did the whole thing, would people still be upset and call him a Mary Sue? Because you know who will fuck them is a Mary Sue? Luke Skywalker. I was just going to say no, because that's everybody's favorite fanboy hard on hero is Luke Skywalker. Because he's a farm boy and not a farm girl. Yeah, I don't like Luke, man. <laughs> I just don't until episode eight. I just don't until eight. I, I said it before, and I'm repeating myself, and I don't care. I never liked Luke. It doesn't matter. He does equally astounding stuff in episode four, knowing nothing, and no one blinks an eye. He blows up the indestructible motherfucking Death Star of the Empire by himself. Oh, almost. he used to fucking shoot poor helpless womp rats. In the desert. <laughs> so that qualifies him to blow up a super battle station. Please. Come on, man. Come on. It's just I'm, it's I'm, just obnoxious. I'm going to start using that, Shinobi. A, a Gary, Gary Stu. Stu. That's amazing. <laughs> That's Vichy, it was, from what I've heard, is a Gary Stu. Luke's a Gary Stu for sure. Anakin's Vichy, the only one we don't I even feel... know anything about. It's, he, he comes from a, a point of power. Dude, why does no one say that Anakin is like that. Doesn't even have a dad. Like we get to Anakin when he's nine. He's nine. He drives the most dangerous, fastest vehicles in the galaxy. And everyone's like, well, what the fuck do you expect? That's Anakin. That's what he does. He's got a penis. He can do it. He's got a penis. <laughs> the fuck Successful. <laughs> the fuck else, what the fuck else do you want? He's got a penis. I don't know. And that's it, it just makes no sense. <laughs> the rule. <laughs> it's just funny because like he's nine years old. It's it makes sense because he was he's the chosen one. He's birthed by the force. But still, when you just watch the movie and he's just a nine year old kid doing the most dangerous activity in the galaxy, just like, yeah, no big deal. He must have Jedi reflexes. I'm over it. 
Star Wars fans suck. I'm pissed. See, I... <laughs> it's weird because when you think about, like, the Clone Wars, who's my favorite character of the Clone Wars? Ahsoka. Ahsoka Easley. Everybody's favorite character of, of Clone Wars is Ahsoka because he's a fucking badass. But when we actually see a, an actual actor play a strong... Like, what? Yeah, what? it's like it's like there's different standards for when it's the movie versus when it's all the other universe stuff. Yeah. Luke shot a missile that changed directions and went into an exhaust pipe that blows up. That blows air yeah. out, not in. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Well, Obi-Wan's guidance. Exhaust. I'm I'm I've never enjoyed Luke. In the originals, it's never been about Luke for me. So, I don't know. Maybe I have a different view on it than most people. See, I, even in sports, I'm trying to translate this. Even in sports, if I have no dog in the fight, if I have, if there's a basketball game and I don't like either of the team, who am I rooting for? The underdog. I don't give a shit. I don't care who they are, where they're from, or what they've done. I want the big guy to lose. I don't know what it is. So I, I understand along the fact that when we walk in, see, I think it's different because when we walk in as you and me in, let's call it 2002, we knew Luke Skywalker was the hero. But for people that saw it for the first time, he was a poor farm boy that couldn't get anything right and didn't know his family. Yeah, maybe and that all was part that. of it. Yeah. I'm just trying to like. I understand. Yeah, that, that might have been part under, of it. Understand all this. Because I want, like, we need to get a psychologist and bring him on the show and, like, talk about this in detail. Because I guarantee people that have never seen a lick of Star Wars ever and see episode seven first don't have any of this baggage and bullshit and just think Ray's just the cool main character and Kylo's the bad guy and blah, blah, blah. Like, just the way that people saw four originally back in the day. I just think it's totally like a time, nostalgia, kid, remember remember memory type of thing so it'd be cool to see somebody that actually knows what they're talking about talk about this <laughs> we should just get different hosts so that we could find people that know what the fuck they're talking about that's true i'm just going to turn the mics on and like bring somebody in and just sit in the corner drink hey, say something smart talk about later <laughs> describe something better than i can <laughs> Yeah, it's it's uh, confusing, man. Like I said, I, I've I've watched seven many times, and even from the first viewing, there was nothing crossed my mind about Ray other than she's the main character. Like, what do you want? Nothing about her being a girl, being able to do everything. Fucking didn't matter. Whatever. She's a badass. It just pisses me off that this is an issue still. Are you jerking off oh, a big like Vader dick? I a dead horse because we've talked about this 40,000 <laughs> <Yeah>. times. <laughs> oh, this is going to become a gif. We're putting everything in your hands over there. <laughs> <laughs> All within your hands. Jacob Weiss is going to have to go to town, make some solid go memes. Go to town. Solid memes. Go to town. I think it's over. Moss Isley. Moss Espa. Oh, we forgot to do... Uh, let's do... What are you looking at? Six. Oh, hey, Forrest Ghost Anakin. Let's do six and 66. Let's oh. do six, six, six. Ooh. All right. 
So what we're doing, uh, if you guys aren't familiar, is we're going to be doing Guess That Scene. Uh, since we have discussed Order 66 in the uh, potential game coming up, uh, that kind of was the number in my mind. So I don't, I don't think we've done six yet. Uh, maybe once. I don't think um, so. I keep randomizing it and ends up going to three every time. So yeah, <laughs> this is actually so good. So what we're doing is 666. So we're going to be looking at episode six and 66 minutes into the film. Guess that scene, what's happening, everything. Um, Hour six. So I need to remember that Jabba's bullshit takes longer than we think. So hour six. Hmm. I'm thinking. What happens directly after that? Because after that, they split up again. Luke goes back to Yoda. Yeah, Luke goes to Yoda. The Emperor shows up in the Death Star. And I don't think that we see Han. No, we do. Because Han and Leia rendezvous with the rest of the Rebels. I'm going to say it is when Luke gets back to the Rebel Alliance while they're making the plans. And Han's like, well, who said I? They didn't ask me, but I ain't crazy. And Lando's the general and blah, blah, blah. I think it's going to be that little meeting once Luke shows back up after Dagobah. My my guess is I have jeopardized the mission. They're on. They've already stayed. They, they're flying the stolen thing to Endor. And they, they, they ship the, the fake codes and they get Fly past. casual? Fly casual. Okay. All right. Because I think the ending sequence takes a lot longer than you think. Especially... Well, I think stand the, there. I think the Java sequence takes a lot longer than I think too. Well, I'm th- I, what I'm banking on is the Java sequence, and then like the last Death Star battle is about the same, and we're we're beyond an hour. Yeah, I think they're heading to Endor. That's that's my guess. But you and I are very close, so it's either planning on the Death Star attack or actually executing. Starting it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shinobi's guessing when Yoda pieces out. All right, let's see. Here we go. Six. Here, we'll, we'll, we'll give you guys a, another another thirty seconds if you if you're live with us to All guess. Right. Sounds good. Yeah, yeah. Oh wait, let's just I'm, sit I'm here still in trying silence to think, until they until they guess. What are the small scenes that happen on six that you don't really pay attention? So fly casual, that happens, and then they land. The very first all those scene scout- is when Vader shows up. There's that scene when the Emperor shows up. See the Emperor thing when he shows up. That happens when. Obviously, before the attack of Endor. After they leave Tatooine and they go two different directions. Go Whoa. see an old friend that I've known for three months. After they leave Tatooine? Yeah, after they rescue Han and leave Tatooine. They split up, and I th- I'm pretty sure it, right, it goes right then to show the Emperor arriving. Not as forgiving as I am. We should double have it. <laughs> That's the very, very beginning. All right, I'm scrolling I'm coming through. It's coming through. All right, Shinobi's wrong. Ooh, this is going to be close. Ah, no, you're wrong too. Damn, they're already on Endor by that point. 106? Uh, 106 is when Leia falls off the speeder bike and is meeting uh, Wicket for the first time. What? Yeah. That end battle is so long. Dude, I thought, I swear Jabba's Palace was like an hour. Yeah, I must be wrong because I was scrubbing past and I saw like the uh, the spot Planning. where the fly casual and everything, and then I got to 106. Yeah, yeah, it's when Leia meets Wicket. 
So I was probably like 10 minutes off, I guess. Because they uh, between there and there, they land. That was the at, net. The net doesn't happen yet, does no, it? No, you you're actually exactly 10 minutes off. Because that's 56. So then an hour and six. Yeah, you're exactly 10 minutes off. Well, that's probably, that, honestly, it's probably one of the closest we've guessed. We're, we've been like half hours off. <laughs> that's very true. Yeah, Shinobi, uh, Yoda's death was like 45. Yeah, because that happens directly after Jabba. Like pretty much as soon as Luke goes to Dagobah, yeah. So, yeah, that's always fun to play. Well, I'm going to have to go watch all of them again to get my timing synced up better. <laughs> Let me take, I'm going to take a <laughs> journal of when all this shit happens. <laughs> exactly, take notes. Awesome. Every five minutes. Well, friends and patrons and assholes. And all you Gary Stews out there. <laughs> oh, my God. It's over. Well, so what? Uh, wrapping up. Beer review. Yeah, it's wrapping uh, up. I had the Victory Summer Love Ale. Uh, I am still in love with it. It's so good and a solid... A standard ale is not my favorite. I'll say that. But they did it so well. And the blending, everything was so on point. Three out of three. Recommend it to everybody. Beautiful. Uh, Platform Orange Blossom from their Kettle Sour series. Very good. Very balanced for a sour beer. A lot of malt character on the uh, aftertaste. I give it a two out of three. Only because it's a sour. I don't think anybody can say that a sour is like the standard drinkable beer kind of held me back from giving it a three. Um, if you're a big sour fan, definitely check it out. If you are tentative on sours and you need something to push you into that uh, realm, this is a good one because I didn't like them and now I do. So there we go. It's not true. You like all sours now? You're a sour fan. I didn't. Whenever I had sours, I didn't like this one is getting me a, uh, it's in the scritch. It's getting me warmed up to them. So, Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, thank you guys for tuning in. Much we had a lot of awesome people live with us. Yeah. Um, we like yelling. Uh, this is probably one of the longest live feeds we've had. I'm looking back. Uh, so if you guys want to catch us live, Sundays at eight YouTube. on YouTube, uh, what I would suggest is just subscribe to us. And you get a little notification when we go live. Hit the bell. So you can smash the like button. Subscribe. Send it to 40 of your relatives. That's it. Share it and care it. Uh, so you can be <laughs> the Shinobi or the uh, Mr. David that we yell at during the show. Uh, if you guys are major fans of the show, longtime listeners, or first-time listeners, and just really fucking like it. First-time friends. <laughs> You can head on over to Patreon.com, find us, Rogue Watcher Podcast, and so help support the show. We've got many tiers. Uh, there's a lot of added <laughs> features and benefits to so. this. <laughs> We've got an everyday active message board with all these fucks, message chat with all these guys. Yeah. It's it's so good. Uh, it's a good time. Things pop when you're at work and you don't know. Things have been dropped. Star Wars feeds, Star Wars news, Star Wars whatever. These guys are on top of it. We got people from Germany all the way to the West Coast. We got people all over the fucking place. Uh, so no if you want to be a part Australia, of that. Yeah. So if you're from Australia, then you have to sign up now that we said this. So you can be. Wait, Matt Keegan. Matt Keegan, Australia. 
I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so we have no one from Africa. No one from Africa. So if you're in Africa, mm-hmm. all right, now it's time. Step up. Do it. So uh, not only is the the message board, I hate calling it a message board, the live, the chat, the group, Patreon group chat. chat, the group yeah. chat. Uh, if you want to be a part of that and or every Sunday before we record the episode, we do a Patreon call. So no. we all get on live and we yell at each other. It doesn't even have to be about Star Wars. We could bitch about our cat. It doesn't fucking matter. Whatever Don't you know. want to talk about. It's awesome. Yeah. Uh, and, and it gets us warmed into up. an episode and gets posted. So if you want to be on the show, that's the easiest way to do it. It is. If you want. Enough for the scruff. <laughs> Buff with the cuff. <laughs> I hate the way we are. <laughs>